Welcome back into Crossing State Lines, episode 157, if I'm not mistaken. I am Jake, joined as always by my co-host and now teammate in this 90s baseball draft, Dave Albiani. Dave, what's up? It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I know I know we both, are, especially Jake, put in a lot of work on this research and a lot of work on the prep, so uh, interested to see what the team shakeout has. Well, Dave, as much as we would both like to take all the best players and just call it a day, we do have two other teams here to compete uh, with us in this 90s baseball draft, starting with the representatives from small state big takes. We have Steve Scott and Josh Martin. Fellas, what's going on? Yo, yo, what's good? Pumped to be here again. Let's let's do this. I'm pumped. We, we are going to be clashing on picks quite a bit, me and Dude, Steve. Dude, big time, but This yeah. is going to be really fun. I'm already freaked out. <laughs> It's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll explain the parameters of, of all the of what we're going to be picking in a second. But first, we'll introduce our third team, who will actually be going first in this draft. We have uh, old friend Brandon Maxwell, big uh, big frequent guest of the podcast, and a first-timer here, our old friend from URI, Tom Porter. They are Team WRIU, our old radio station URI. Fellas, welcome to the show. What's good? Hey, thanks for having me. <clears throat> all right. So what we're going to do is we are going all out on this draft. We are drafting a full nine-man lineup, a five-man rotation, a closer reliever. I mean, it's most it's all closers if you want to take, if you want to take a setup guy, whatever, uh, and a manager. So that's going to be all in all 16 rounds. But there's only three teams, so it'll probably move pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. But um, uh, the first pick overall, like I said, will go to Team WRAU. They were in the random draft order generator. They went first. Uh, small state big takes will go second. And Dave and I will round out the third round, or the, the third pick, rather. It's a snake draft. Everybody's familiar with that. One, two, three, three, two, one, one, two, three, so on and so forth. So, <clears throat> without further ado, because there are a lot of things to get to today, Team WRAU, you are up. You are first. Who is going to be your first pick in the draft? Well, we're almost at a disadvantage here because like, there's so many good players to choose from, you know? <laughs> you can pass if you want. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Might just sit it out for a couple of hours. Uh, what do you think, Tom? Yeah, so uh, the problem is, like you said, so many great players. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, this is one thing I was thinking about. It's like, do what I want to draft, you know, before today. Um, you know, somebody who had a more solid decade over somebody um, who had, let's say, a few good years at the beginning of the 90s or the end of the 90s. Um, I don't know, but... When I think of players who are synonymous with that decade, you know, true, true five tool players. Um, I think of uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Honestly, Ken Griffey baseball in '64, absolute staple. Um, now that that's reason to draft a guy. I mean, Peyton Hillis was on the cover of a Madden game. I wouldn't want him on my all 2000s Madden team. But yeah, thinking Ken Griffey Jr. here. Um, 100% with you. Um, I had him and two other players in mind who I'll talk about in a second. If they're not on the board, but I mean, they're pretty popular. I'm sure we'll get to them. Uh, but as far as Ken Griffey goes, I mean, obviously his career says it all. Also the fact that, you know, if he didn't have those injuries, he would be, you know, having just as many home runs as Barry Bonds. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm completely happy with the pick. Welcome to Ken Griffey Jr. to the team with open arms. I'm already good at my ring. Get him that ring, everyone. Wow. That's a good pick. Good. That was a good pick. Can't go wrong with Ken Griffey. Yeah, you really can't. Let me tell you that. You really can't go wrong. <laughs> so Ken Griffey first overall. That will bring us to Small State Big Takes. Your first overall pick, the second overall pick in general. 
Yo, Josh and I have been texting behind the scenes, hardcore. My fingers are about to fall off. <laughs> wow. We are in full agreement right now, so Josh, lay it on him. We are going to go with the player that I probably tout the most on our podcast, uh, and that is Barry Bonds. Let's go, baby. Most walks of all time, the most feared hitter in history. Gotta Absolute love it. Freak. Gotta love it. I mean, you know, the whole controversy is one thing to talk about, but, you know, uh, you can't teach an eye, a hitter's eye. I'll tell you that much. That's that's pure talent. So as big as he was, and maybe he used steroids, I mean, yeah, he did. But, <laughs> you know. Maybe uh, he did. He is one of the best hitters just alone because of his hitter's eye. Yeah, you know what? Regardless if he did roids, which he definitely did, uh, <laughs> he racked up some stats on, with the Pirates early on in the 90s all the way through to the end. He was he was putting up numbers. He was stealing bases. He was hitting bombs, walks. On-base percentage was high. There's no one else I'd rather have other than Ken Griffey. So Barry Bonds yes, all day. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, that's <clears throat> that's a good pick. Dave and I were just were talking off air last night, and we both agreed that the first two picks were definitely going to be either Griffey or Bonds or Bonds or Griffey. We knew that was going to be uh, how it was going to shake out. I mean, those are probably the two most iconic players of the '90s for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dave and I are still deliberating our second pick, but our first pick we are pretty confident because uh, we went through last night and kind of ranked who we were going to take by position. So we're going to start off with a pitcher because we want our rotation to be strong at the top, and we're going to start with Randy Johnson. As our first pick. Randy Johnson, and we know there's another guy who was very dominant at the end of the 90s, but Randy Johnson had a more dominant overall decade. And I think that's why we opted to put him first overall in our in our rotation, because overall through the course of the 90s, as, as Dave will kind of go into more, Randy Johnson was just more dominant overall through the whole decade. Yeah, he was easily more dominant. I mean, he threw, he struck out everybody. I mean, there's other, there's obviously other pitchers you can go to, and we'll obviously get more into them. But Randy Johnson was an absolute animal every time he took the mound, and I think the underrated thing with him too is he he just totally overpowered and mentally just destroyed people. He'd go up there and he'd throw high and hard right in their fa- in their face, and that was, this was before everyone just got upset about everything. So, you know, you always need that guy, that ace that's going to intimidate people that you can rely on to strike people out, to get the outs when you need them. And, you know, four straight years in the 90s, he led, he led the league in strikeouts. So, easy call here. <clears throat> Me, uh, well, while we're thinking of our second one, Dave, I sent you two options. What do you, uh, what do you like there? Uh, let's go with the second one. All right, hold on. Let me, let me do the little, the little ticker action here. Get it going across the bottom. All right, uh, what was the second one you said? Yeah, second one, Okay, so we started off with a guy who had an entirely dominant entire decade. The second guy we're going to take probably just had kind of half a dominant decade, but he was so incredible at this position that it's nobody else, and it absolutely stabs us in the gut to even say his name in a positive fashion. But we're taking Alex Rodriguez with our next pick. (laughs) Shortstop. Shortstop Alex Rodriguez with our next pick. Uh, Dave, would you like to go into more why we made that choice? Yeah, I mean, he was a three-time All-Star. He started in 94 at age 18. He was an age 18 player brought up right away. Uh, second in MVP, his third year in the league. 54 doubles that year. He had 358 with, with uh, 36 home runs in his age 20 season. He had 213 hits in 1998 as an All-Star. I mean, the guy was just an awesome player. He was an MVP candidate every year. 
He got votes for MVP from 96 through 99, except one year, 97, he was an all-star and didn't get MVP votes. So he was a consistently great player, especially in the back half of the, of the 90s. Yeah, it's a hell That's of good. an explanation. So we're, we got Randy Johnson and Alex Rodriguez, two, uh, two future Yankees, two, uh, one, one legend in one way, one disgraced in the other. But anyway, uh, it is back to Team Small State Big Takes for their second, uh, second overall pick, the fifth overall. Uh, hold on just a moment. All right. Go for it, Steve. All right. So uh, we need a ace-level pitcher, of course, and the other great pitcher of the 90s was Martinez. That's who we'll be taking. Uh, he is the man. Um, people forget he had 23 wins in 99. He was a Cy Young. Uh, what, he came MVP came in second place in 99, first year of the – oh, no. Who was that? One, two, three. I'm looking at his stats right now. Oh, his second year with, in Boston. But he was lighting it up since 94. So, you know what? Give us Pedro. That's how I'm feeling. How do you feel, Josh? I'm feeling good, man. I mean, I can't complain about Pedro. I mean, right? we're, we're Sox fans. Like, I don't even have anything to say about him. He's, he's just Pedro, man. He's a household name. Even my wife Pedro. knows who that is, and she hates baseball. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's big. Pedro's yeah. a legend. And uh, with that, probably the two best pitchers of the 90s off the board. Uh, it is back to Team WRIU. You guys have two picks in a row. Yeah, um, so what do we think of Tom? Should we just go back-to-back with uh, who we were talking about? Yeah, I, I, I think that works. Um, so next we'll go with Ricky Henderson, the man, the myth, the legend. Hey. Wow. Oh, good one. Favorite player. Yeah, I think the coolest thing about Ricky Henderson is that when he, like, I mean, this is after the 90s when he was kind of washed up, but he ends up on the Red Sox. Uh, during the span of his career, he had more steals as an individual player than the Red Sox had in his support as an organization in that same time, which is just ridiculous on the one hand because, like, Ricky Henderson, but on the other, what are the Red Sox doing? They obviously weren't stealing any bags in the 80s or 90s. And so a kind of, you know, a two-side statistic there. Um, other guy we're going to take here, uh, Greg Maddox. Um, so I love Greg Maddox. Uh, I'm kind of glad that he fell here as we've, you know, kind of leaned towards starting pitching. Um, but I mean, the guy won four straight Cy Young awards, right? 92 through 95. He's great. 75 and 29 record over that time. I know ERA doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot anymore, uh, but a sub two ERA in that time, one, nine, eight. And I mean, just the guy's become great a verb when you talk about pitching, right? You talk about his control, pinpoint accuracy. Uh, just an absolute special guy to watch on the mound. And he didn't do it with firepower, which I think is even more impressive, right? You see those guys that can throw fire, and at the end of their careers, uh, you know, they don't have an arm anymore. They can't really throw. They're not crafty. Crafty the entire time. Just like a pleasure to watch play. That's the first thing I think about when I think of pragmatic is how. Uh, like you were saying, crafty, um, slow pitching, not hitting anyone with heat like Randy Johnson. Uh, but then also you think about the pitching staff he was on, and also about the dynamic of the pitcher he was, how he was able to be a starter for much of his career, and he moved into the bullpen, and he was able to become a closer as well, um, which you don't really see with a lot of pitchers just because it's sort of like um, to be a closer, you kind of have, a, have to have a certain mentality to you. Um, and a lot of them are also heat pitchers too, so it's cool to see 
again, I got a great Maddox team in there. So, very happy with the pick there. Um, if it could be anyone else, I would have picked Pedro. It's a great pick. Mm-hmm. No, Greg Maddox is awesome. Yeah. He was pretty high up on our on our power rankings here. I think we had him um, still put him third. Actually, yeah, we have him third behind uh, Pedro and, and Randy Johnson. So it's a great pick. Can't really go wrong with that. And yeah, some of the filthiest stuff in the '90s for sure. Uh, so small small state big takes. All right, Josh and I once again are in hardcore agreement right now. Josh, drop it on him. Uh, I for me. Besides Barry Bonds, just because Barry Bonds is personal, I think this is the best player of the 90s in general. Um, and that's Frank Thomas. Wow. Uh, masher. Um, didn't necessarily lead the league in home runs during that time, but did lead the, le- the league in base on balls four times, doubles once, runs once, games once, OBP almost his entire 90s career. Um, mm-hmm. And OPS almost all of the 90s. Um, uh, you know, John, quick question for you guys. Are you taking him as your DH or your first baseman? Oh, I'm saying DH, Josh. One second. I that guy could here. move. He's got to be a DH. Yeah, he was DH. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go, let's go DH. Okay. That's a freak DH right there. Absolutely. Hall of Fame level, dude. People forget he won two MVPs in the 90s. Guy was raking it. When he was uh, first in MVP, he was third, eighth twice, or three times, actually. Whatever. guy yeah, could crank it, dude. Frank Thomas was your boy back then. And he lasted a long time, but in the 90s, he was killing it. Happy to have Frank Thomas on the team. Happy to happy to bring him on board. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> Shout All out, right. Frank. Isn't, isn't he, like, doing, like, isn't he selling, like, uh, men's, like, libido pills now? Pretty sure. oh, Yeah, he is. Happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to have you, Frank. <laughs> Go, Frank. Make sure you get that high tea up, Steve, you know? Yeah, high tea, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Alright. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so we got back-to-back picks here. Uh, we got our first pick. We are gonna go um... Dave and I deliberated our... We're going to go with one position that's pretty thin, but that's our next pick. So we're going to start with Mark McGuire at first base. He'll be our first baseman. Uh, need a lot, of, a lot of power. A-Rod and Mark McGuire, that's going to be pretty tough to contend with. Uh, I mean, Bash brother, man. He was incredible. He was incredible. He's one of, one of the best home run hitters of the 90s. He's sucked almost 600 of them. And yes, were all of them clean? No. But, you know, that's not what we're talking about here. We're trying to we're trying to get people in the stands here with these teams. It's the 90s, man. We're just trying to hit home runs. Hit those dingers. Right, Dave? Exactly. We're just trying to be the first pirate. Um, but, honestly, like, Maguire was so good. He had 405 home runs in the 90s. I mean, that's, that's an insane career. That's 40 home runs a year, obviously, when you do the math. But uh, over 1,000 hits... Uh, almost a thousand RBIs. I mean, he hit about 270, slugged 615, on base percentage above 400. He finished in the MVP race. He had, you know, four or five years that he had MVP votes, six years actually as MVP votes. So, I mean, this is a guy that always was in the running as one of the best players in the league. And, and you need that power in your lineup. So he's an easy pick. And then we're going to follow that up with a position that's a little bit more thin, and we're going to take Pudge Rodriguez as our catcher. Mm. Uh, he's going to anchor it. I think I th- and a lot of the teams that I looked up, like all 90s teams, they put another guy as the guy, but I think Pudge is the better player overall. 
and I think he's kind of brings a lot more to your lineup. Uh, what about you, Dave? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, he won MVP in '99, hitting 35 home runs and batting 332. So I mean, this guy was a masher. He had 100, he had 113 RBIs that year. But for the decade, he had 144 of them. 621 RBIs. He actually sold 60 bases, and he only got caught 28 times. So he actually was a pretty good athlete, too. Uh, he had 300 for the decade. I mean, this guy was the best catcher in baseball for the whole decade, and he's one of the best, if not the best catchers of all time. I mean, he's, he's an easy induction here, easy player for our team. That's right. Team Small say big takes. You guys are up. 11th overall pick. Take Derek Jeter. Yeah, sure. Psych. <laughs> Benito oh. <laughs> Santiago. All right. That's right. I know Tom wants Derek Jeter. Tom loves Derek Jeter. He wants him bad. His Z score was so high. All right. Josh and I were talking about this. We we had a couple guys in mind, but you guys jumped the gun with Ivan Rodriguez. So we are going to be followers, not leaders. And we're going to say Mike Piazza, Hall of Famer. We love Mike Piazza. That guy was an absolute tank. We'll forget he played for the Marlins for like 30 seconds once upon a time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was great in the Dodgers, though. In the Mets, of course. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's, all it is a thin position, so it's one of those where they start to get taken. You're like, all right, we got to get somebody because after those two, it's pretty much uh, looking at our looking at how Dave and I ranked catchers. It's uh, it's pretty grim after that. So pretty thin. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. it's it's I mean, it's not really a, a, a loaded position overall for the 90s, and if well, not really any decade for that matter. But it's uh, yeah. Once those first two come off the board, you've uh, got to do some scrambling. But I mean, it's Pia- I like Piazza. I've always just been more of a, a Pudge Rodriguez guy overall. Like Dave explained, I mean, it's I think he was overall the, the better player. So I'm more of a Pudge when guy. You, but Piazza, you can't go wrong. When you think of Pudge, what uniform is he wearing? Rangers. <sighs> see, it's it's I I think it's Rangers. I could see why you might say, but I could see why you might go another way. But I would probably go Rangers. I think Tigers in my brain. Yeah, Tigers, is the other one, but I feel like Rangers is where he really came into his own. Oh, definitely. I think I think Marlins. Yeah, the one year where he played for the Marlins and had 16 home runs. Hey, or the Yankees, okay. remember that? He oh my God! Yeah, he played for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, that was whack. Yikes! Near the end. Uh, they just bring all the up tags over it, and they're like, "Shave your beard, and we'll give you ten million dollars." He played quite a bit that year. It's true. Uh, we are back to Team WRIU, and for all of Tom's talk on Twitter, no Expos so far for Team WRIU. No Expos yet. No Expos yet, but there's, it's a long day. So uh, you guys are up for your fourth and fifth. Overall, it is our 12th and 13th picks. Um, yeah, so we were having some discussion about our next two picks, but one that we're totally set on is uh, the man, the myth, the legend, once again, Mr. Calvert Jr. Mm. Um, super durable. Obviously, as a um, consecutive game streak, locked up, uh, no one near him at all. Um, and then he was also a great player to add. Um, and he was even an all-star in his final year playing, which he actually earned. It's not like it was uh, given to him. Um, not anything at Derek Jeter's way, but you know, I think he might have made the all-star team in his last or second to last year, um, kind of for that reason. But Cal Ripken, he made it the right way the whole time. Uh, so, yeah, I think Cal Ripken's the obvious choice. Um, yeah, I mean, Cal Ripken and durability are synonymous. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I love, and this is probably not true, but there's a crazy story about Cal Ripken and Kevin Costner and Kevin Costner almost costing uh, Cal Ripken his streak. Um, probably not true, almost definitely not true. Um, it's one of the questions that when Cal Ripken does interviews, uh, his PR people tell the interviewers not to ask him about it. And so definitely worth mentioning. Um, so yeah, Google that if you don't know that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was there a specific reason as to why? Why you? Um, <laughs> I would look. I would look it up when you get a chance. Yeah, just Google it. Um, but a heck of no a compelling children, story, uh, of course. Okay. Um, <laughs> the other thing, uh, the other player, I should say, uh, we're going to take here, um, kind of the opposite of Greg Maddox in terms of uh, pitching style, um, and that's Roger Clemens. Um, and so Clemens kind of has an interesting 90s, uh, bounces around. Um, in terms of him in the 90s, I like to think of him as a Toronto Blue Jay because uh, that's kind of the funniest uniform uh, you can put him in. But absolutely dominant pitcher. Um, definitely a guy uh, on steroids for most of the 90s. Um, I think my favorite Clemens moment is him throwing the bat at Mike Piazza. Takes place in the 2000s, but catches the spirit of uh, Roger Clemens on the whole. But yeah. Guys rock it, right? Almost, or over uh, 4,500 strikeouts, third most all-time, 11-time all-star, uh, just an excellent pitcher. And he stuck around for a sneaky long time, 24 seasons, right? So you talk about him kind of being relevant when he really should have been out of baseball. Uh, I just think that makes him, obviously, great player, uh, should be a Hall of Famer, but, of course, steroids make things complicated. Right. Yeah, um, in my opinion, I really don't care about the Roids at all. It's 90s baseball. I mean, the more the merrier at that point. That's the way they were like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, But as far as Clemens, Clemens goes, it's funny because he was listening to all of his stats, and exactly for me, the first thing I think about him <laughs> is him just throwing the bat at Piazza for no reason. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and true. That went, anything like that. Piazza was super confused once it happened. <laughs> yeah. Roger Clemens also took advantage of the player empowerment movement, kind of, he was on that wave pretty early, because he was also one of those dudes who was like, oh, I'm kind of, I'm going to retire, oh, I'm, I'm tired of the game. And then as soon as spring training was over, he was all of a sudden ready for baseball again. So, hey, um, you know, he took, it, he took advantage of it. Obviously did some bad things along the way, uh, but we'll forget about that when he joins our team. I'm never going to forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great pick. It's a great pick. Roger Clemens is, is a was a very good pitcher in in, in the nineties. Had a few good decades for sure. Uh, we are back to team small state big takes. You guys are up. All right, question for you. Um, sure. How many pitchers are we doing? Uh, five full rotation. Okay. There's enough there for it too. So am I getting? No, weak absolutely. That's very tough. I don't want to lose some guys either. Uh, 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 I, I don't care, Steve. I'll leave this one up to you because I don't mind either of those. <clears throat> this is tough. Uh, it is tough. Uh, let me look at the guys again. Uh, you know what, Josh? I'm going to make an executive order here. That's fine. I'm going to go ahead and say John Smoltz. I think John Smoltz is your boy. And he was. he had saves. He had wins. World Series wins. Guy was a killer. John Smoltz is our pick. Thank you, Josh, for trusting me. No problem. I don't mind it. I'm not going to say any more, though. Uh Uh-oh. All right, next pick's all you. No, no, I'm good. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't want. I don't want to give away anything. Oh, gotcha. Um. Okay, Dave. We'll go with the one we agree on first, while we can uh, discuss the other one. So our first pick. Uh, we are also going to grab a picture. Stop showing that thing on the ticker. There we go. Um, all right. Let me type it out first. So we have the dramatic reveal. All right. We are going to go not uh, too far from where Small State Big Takes just went. We are going to take Mr. Tom Glavin. As our uh, hey. Dave, would you like to uh, sing the praises of Mr. Glavin? Yeah, six-time All-Star in the decade, and he want he his ERA for the decade was three point two. I mean, right, thirty-eight complete games in ten years. That's about four a year. Uh, I mean, the guy was just a workhorse. He threw he threw an insane amount of innings, over two thousand innings, almost twenty-three hundred innings. He only gave up he struck out rather fourteen hundred people. I mean, this guy was he basically he did it all. His his fielding's innings pitched three point five nine. And I think the most important thing, too, like I said, he just threw a lot of innings. And, and back then, it wasn't like everyone had the openers. And, yeah, you always had a starter that you needed to go seven or eight innings. You didn't have all these luxury bullpen arms in the seventh and eighth innings or even the sixth innings. You had one closer. You had a couple of mediocre relievers. And you hoped and prayed to God that your, your starter would go seven or eight innings every time. So, Glavin really, really held that rotation together along with a lot of other guys. I mean, they had... The fact they didn't win multiple World Series with that rotation was insane. Okay. I mean, it was, yeah, it's, it's you know, we, we needed Tom Glavin. We got a couple of good southpaws in there. I got a great, great start. I like Randy Johnson and Tom Glavin back-to-back. It's, it's going to be tough for those opposing teams. And then our next pick, we wanted to go with another guy, but we wanted to go with a position that is a little bit weaker than pretty much all of them. We're going with Roberto Alomar at second base. Wow. That's like our second it. baseman. Uh, it's a very thin position. Uh, we don't have a lot of options. It was pretty much between this guy and one other guy, but we felt uh, more comfortable with Roberto Alomar. Yeah, I mean, he was an all-star literally every single year in the 90s. Every single year. It's tough to beat. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And he had, you know, seven, six years where he had MVP votes. You know, four of them were in the top six. One of them was in the top three. He had a gold glove every year except one, I believe. And he he basically just did everything you wanted. I mean... He could hit for a little bit of power. He wasn't obviously a huge power. He had multiple seasons where he had single-digit home runs, but he slowly crept it up where he had 22 and 24 at one point. Great defensive player. He, he basically just did everything you want. He was a very solid baseball player, and he's easily the best second baseman available, in my opinion. Team small Easily, state. huh? I, I think easily. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, the other guy is not so close, but I think he's definitely also very good. I just think Roberto Alomar is that much better. Uh, Team Small State Big Takes, it's back to you. Your sixth overall player, the 17th overall pick. All right, Joshy, it's up to you, my brother. Yeah? Um, you got it. Uh, we're really in the thick here. Um, kind of between at least like four different guys, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that I am going to go with Craig Biggio. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven-time All-Star in the '90s, and uh, got a lot of MVP votes during that time. Um, led in a lot of different categories. 
I mean, plate appearances, games, hits, uh, doubles. Man, he raked in the doubles in the 90s, that's for sure. Um, and stolen bases once. You know, kind of an all-tool player. Mm-hmm. Could play a di- couple of different positions. Remember he played um, catcher for a little while? Yeah. Yep. That was he crazy. He just like the middle of the field. Second base, catcher, center field, you know? Center field, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think we, we got a good five-tool guy. I don't know. Crossing state lines, setting the market on catchers and second basemen over here. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're starting the trends, Dave. Gotta do what you got to do. Got to. Got to. We, we beat him with a punch. I mean, I'm yeah. happy with both our guys, though. That's, uh, that's all I'll say. It's, it's pretty good. I like Craig Biggio is a very, very good second baseman, so it's a very good I, I won't say you shouldn't be happy, but, you know, you shouldn't be happy. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Uh, you should so be. <laughs> up next, with two picks, we have team WRIU. Fellas, your sixth and seventh players. Cool. Um, so I think we're about to solidify our outfield right now. We're going to have um, one of the best outfields in baseball history right here. Um, so it doesn't matter with, with uh, whichever one we go with next, but I'll just say the next one because Boston Red Sox through and through, Manny Ramirez. Wow. wow. Damn, let's go. Even though Manny Ramirez only had a couple of years there in the 90s. True, oh, Indians. Did. He was balling with the Indians, too. Manny Ramirez. I like it. <laughs> so, um, Give me a hot second to write this down. You can go ahead and vamp a little bit. Yeah, uh, Manny, natural hitter in the 90s, of course, with the Indians. Uh, I had some fun uh, during quarantine uh, needing a baseball fix, watching the old 90s Red Sox teams. Um, you know, kind of, some of those years are great. Uh, watching Pedro come in in relief. Um, yeah, some minor arithmetic uh, issues on my part in terms of writing down the team. Um, I thought we needed two outfielders. We only needed one. Can I be reminded of our game real quick? What was it? Can I be reminded of our draft again real quick? What you're drafting? No, who we've drafted so far. Oh, yeah. So uh, little, I'll give you a little review since we're through six rounds. Uh, so you guys so far have drafted Cal Ripken. You have Ken Griffey, Ricky Henderson, and Manny Ramirez. And then you have Greg Maddox and Roger Clemens. So you've only drafted a shortstop, your entire outfield, and two starters. All right. So, Tom, you could move Ricky Henderson to second base, right? He played infield too, right? I'm pretty sure he played second base at some point. I think I think he was left-handed. Yeah. He, he batted lefty, but he played he uh, fielded righty. I think unfortunately we're gonna have to count Ricky Henderson as an outfielder. Nah. I thought Ricky threw threw left and maybe I right. have a foot. Um, <laughs> all right, so do we want to? So can we? What are you thinking, Tom? Alright, so I'm going to do a little uh, Jamie Collins freelancing here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is a tough one. I had a good Craig Biggio story lined up from when I was working in the NECBL and that got taken from me as well. So um, in in my anger and uh, yeah, inability to make clear decisions, I'm going to take Mariano Rivera. Wow. Great pick. That's all. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of great choices, right? This is an all-decade team. 
Um, but Rivera is the closer's position, right? It, it's that simple. And he's just getting started in the 90s, right? The meat and potatoes of his career is going to take place uh, during the 2000s, I think everyone would argue. Um, but this certainly is uh, him at his highest glory, right? The Yankees, synonymous with winning in the 1990s. Sucks to say as a Red Sox fan, despite uh, all my Montreal's uh, expos garb. But yeah, one hell of a ball player. I, I don't think there's really much you have to say about Rivera. Yeah, easy choice. Best closer ever, hands down. Um, yeah, simple as that. That was a great, a great Jamie Collins freelance right there, Tom. Hey, he was pretty good freelancing. It just didn't find the full belly check, and he had to do what, a three-year tour in Cleveland? Exactly. Every once in a while it works out. All right. Well, that brings us back to uh, Small State Big Takes. I'll read off what you guys have so far, too, just so everybody has a refresher on their teams. So far, Small State Big Takes, you have a DH in Frank Thomas, you have a second baseman in Craig Biggio, an outfielder in Barry Bonds, and then you have uh, Mike Piazza as your catcher. Your starters so far are Pedro and John Smoltz. Okay. Wait, how many outfields are we doing? Three. Three? Okay, sorry. Uh, all right, Josh, what are we doing? This is tough. This is tough, bro. I can't hear you, Josh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sorry, I was muted. There he is. Um, so the last guy that you had texted me, I actually like a lot just looking back. Um, yeah. I'm looking at his stats right now, and I'm like, ooh, yo. Hey. I mean, a little – a lot of his stuff happened in the late – 80s, but it's I true. I still like it. I still like it a lot. You think we should do it? Didn't didn't miss an all star appearance, right? Every, yeah, I know every. Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right, yep. all right, cool. We're gonna go ahead with Tony Gwynn, R.I.P. Mm. Yeah, you bounce every year of the 90s. Imagine you bounce Sorry, that was who we were gonna pick if we had our outfield uh, correct. Dude, he batted three ninety four in ninety four. Oh my god, yo! Mm. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, that is nuts. Seven times Silver Slugger, fifteen time All Star, five times Gold Glove, eight time batting title. Let's go, dude. So ninety four to ninety seven, he was just the best hitter ever. Untouchable. You know, three ninety four, three sixty eight, three fifty three, three seventy two. That is bonkers. It really is crazy. That was a good pick. I think we got some good value there. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a good call. It's all you, brother. Right there. Brother. All right. Uh, So it is to us for two picks. Uh, Dave, we decided to go either or because they're back-to-back picks anyway. Uh, We are going to start with another position player, and we are going to select Wade Boggs, our third baseman. A uh, pretty damn good hitter, Dave. Yeah, I mean, this was another guy... He was an all-star for from 90 to 96 in the 90s, and then the back end, he kind of tailed off a little bit. But uh, he was still, his last year in the majors at age 41, he was still a 301 hitter. I mean, this guy was as good a hitter as you'll find. He could foul pitches off just as long as he wanted to until he got something he really could drive. He wasn't really a home run hitter, but he just could, he could really just hit the ball. He wouldn't strike out a lot. He would get on base a lot. Uh, he had 300. He had over 300, a large chunk of the 90s. He was just a really good player. He was an all-star the first six years in the 90s, like I said. Um, Silver Slugger, a couple years. He's just a really good player. All right, Dave, in our second pick, we are going to continue to get our rotation going with Kevin Brown. He'll be our third starter. Uh, Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown. 
good one. He had a pretty good 90s. Yeah, he was really good in the 90s. Uh, he was actually very good until he decided to go to the Yankees. Pretty um, much, yeah. It, it was really with Texas where he kind of made his bones, and then he went to Florida for a couple of years. He was in Baltimore one year. It was just kind of a weird kind of career for him. He had one year we won 20 games in, in 92, um, but he led the league. And he had 265 innings in, in 92 for Texas, which is just an insane amount of innings. Um, and it's... It's just a really, really solid career. He also, this is fun too, because we can intimidate people. He led the league and hit by pitches three times. So go. back up off our plate when we're playing, you guys. There you go. Hey, just in case he doesn't break his hand punching the wall before the. Hey, we we have padding on all our walls. He can punch them if you want. I'm sorry. What year did Kevin Brown break his hand? Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. That yeah. was in the thousand. Yeah, that's what I thought. Wasn't that, wait, wasn't that in the Yan- with the Yankees? Yeah. yeah. So that was. He went down. He went down in the tunnel and punched the wall. I think. Yeah, his '90s was was very good, and I think he's a nice right-handed pitcher to have in the. I think as a third starter, he's especially he's not like you know, he'd be pretty good as a, a number one, a, a decent number two, but he's a a really good number three starter for us. So I'm I'm happy with Kevin Brown, Dave. Did you mention how Kevin Brown punched the wall? Oh yeah, that was yeah. in the 2000s though. Doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, true. Why couldn't he just feel like everyone else and bring a bat down there and smash a bat? I don't know. Right. Exactly. Uh, good. Uh, all right, we are Did back I- to uh, small state big takes, you guys. Okay. Uh, Joshy, what you mm. thinking? We doing we doing that one B idea, first base idea here? Or are we doing first the uh, bit, uh? Well, <clears throat> I think we'll lose out on the outfielder if we don't pick him. I think you're probably right. I need to look at one other thing. So give me like five seconds. In that time, hey, recently I I punched okay. something, and uh, first person I thought of was Kevin Brown. <laughs> um, but I think we go with that outfield that you had texted. Do that. Yes, sir. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Because there, there's other guys that we can stick out of other positions, like they have significant playing time in the other spots so yeah all right i like it all right, all right. we're gonna go with one more fantastic outfielder kind of his name is sammy sosa thank you we uh we're big fans he was he was killing it he was with the cubs early on didn't do much and then you know the you know the rest 95 on 94 on oh my god well, Dave, Dave, the good news is we could wait till our last three picks to take an outfielder. Are they, bo- are they all done with outfielders? Everybody's done with outfielders but us. Oh, we won't take anything. Let's go there are some here. outfielders out there that can classify as other positions, though. Exactly right. Yes, yeah, sir. We'll see, we'll, we'll see about that. Yes, sir. <laughs> the com- that. commissioner just said you can't change their positions. They're set. No, no, rule says, <laughs> no, 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 no rule says a dog can't play basketball. Um, so that was you guys just took Sammy Sosa. Okay, let me write it down here. Sammy Sosa. Sammy. All right. Team W R I U. It is back to you. You want to take the honors, Tom? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'll go first here. Um, going to take a designated hitter, and I'm going to take Edgar Martinez. Good pick. Um, Great pick. So, 
Andy Martinez should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't know why baseball writers are old and crotchety, but I mean, his 1995 season is just ridiculous. 145 games, hits 356, OBP of 479, right? That's crazy. And also, probably one of two, one of two DHs who could have, should have, you know, would have been an MVP. Uh, him and David Ortiz, like the two guys that are with the position. Uh, so yeah, seven-time All-Star, uh, just one hell of a good player. Especially like thinking about DHs, um, not a, it's kind of weird because a lot of guys will play something else and kind of turn into a DH. Um, but he just basically was a DH. Um, so yeah, like Edgar Martinez here. Trailblazer uh, to be one of the first uh, strictly designated hitters. Um, played across three decades, all for the same team. Um, I think he's a pretty great choice for, for DH, especially considering 90s baseball. There really wasn't anyone else um, in his caliber for that uh, specific slot. Uh, and as far as our other pick goes, uh, we're going to add another Atlanta Brave to the team, and we're going to select Chipper Drummond. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, and his record speaks for itself. I'll pull up some of his stats. Um, for Chipper Jones, is obviously uh, not only a great player, but he was a leader for a team that had so many all-stars on it. Um, when you think of that Atlanta Braves team, at least in my opinion, uh, the teams of the 90s, despite all the great pitchers they had, despite all the great players they had, Andrew Jones, et cetera, et cetera, the first player I think of at least is Chipper Jones. Um, and then, so I, I just think that's an obvious place, especially considering... Um, the position, I think, is the best one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think when you think about those Atlanta Braves teams and you get past the pitching, Tripper Jones is the first thing on your mind. It has to be. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, Tripper Jones is great. He's definitely one of those uh, third basemen that comes to mind in the 90s. I mean, personally, obviously, we we thought more, of, a little bit more of Wade Boggs than Tripper Jones overall. But Tripper Jones is definitely, he was second on our board for a third baseman. So it's you can't go wrong. I realize he won an MVP, too. MVP, eight-time All-Star, yep, two-time Silver But did he drink? Did he drink more than seventy beers on a cross-country flight? I don't think so. So <laughs> Wade Boggs did it. We got that on our team. That That's is all that matters. Very I can't lie. Uh, all right, so team small state big takes. You guys are up. All right, Josh, the power is in your hands. And if you guys need an update at any time on what you still need, just let me know. What do we need? Please, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you guys, what you guys still need is a first baseman, a shortstop, a third baseman, three starters, a reliever, and a manager. Okay. Uh, Lou Pinnell is looking real good right now, Steve. <laughs> also, also, I would, I would be remiss to tell you because I have access to this info and you guys don't. Um, you guys are the only team that has not taken a shortstop or a third baseman yet. All right. Well, that leaves the door wide open. I mean, there's a couple of guys that can play both that you might pick, but um, I don't know, man. Like, Gosh, just do it. But I'm not sure. What position do you want to say? I don't know. I mean, which one do you want to take now? I don't care. I think it's one of the two, that the last two that we said. So either I'm saying one. <laughs> or you're saying one. <laughs> uh, dude, you say it, bro. You want the one that I should probably say, not you? I. Th- yeah, you should say it, not me. <laughs> yeah, 
So we're going with that one. It's preambles killing me. Come on. So just, so just the, so because of the story. Because of the story. Yeah. Oh, I, I know you're. I know what you're taking. I, I'm just gonna write it down because I know who you're taking. Uh, go ahead. Throw it on the ticker. Let, let me just ask you. He's gonna be your first baseman because you already have a DH. No, you will be third base. I'm. So, who are we talking about? We're, uh, we were yeah. considering putting Tomei at third. Is that possible? Are you shitting? Did he ever play third base? Yes. Yeah. He came up as a third yeah. base. How? Okay. Can we get? Absolutely. Can we get some? Go look it up. Mr. Look Porter, up right Mr. Maxwell. What do we think about that one? I don't care. I'm cool with it. Tomei played everyone, a lot quick, of time. Quick, right? Everyone just bunt down third base. Quick. I'm gonna put these graphics up, and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" Did he ever play third base? Dude, this is like MLB The Show. I used to put David Ortiz at catcher. Let, let me just... To- I do have to ask. I, I, I do have to ask. How many, how many games did he play at first base? He had third over base? 492 games at third base. Okay. Right. Tome is your third baseman, then. Yes, sir. We're doing Jim it in the 90s, too. Jake, he went from 91 to 90... 96. As he a third was only baseman. playing third base. Only. Oh wow. Loophole status. Punt <laughs> down the third baseline. Yeah, hey, maybe all, all you gotta Jim do is Tomei. just you drop a bun, and he's over. <laughs> this is the biggest loophole in history. <laughs> all right, hold so, on. Did, uh, you want to tell the story, Steve? Because I don't know if uh, Tom and Brandon know what's what's going on here. Just yeah, Jim, quickly, synopsis. Yeah, when I was a child, Jim Tomei slapped me in the face. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was a Jim Tomei super fan as a child when I was like five or six. And I went to a game and uh, I was wearing everything Jim Tomei from my head to my toe. Like I had Jim Tomei socks, especially monogrammed, coolest shit ever. My dad brought me to the game early to meet him or whatever, get an autograph. That's all I really wanted was an autograph. I go over to him by the uh, dugout and I'm like, Mr. Like to Mr. Tomei, please, blah, blah, like give me an autograph. Like just trying to be nice, right? And he like signed everybody else's autograph, and I was like crying because he like I thought he wasn't gonna come over. And he, my dad goes, "Hey Jim, can you come over here?" And he looked at me and my dad and laughed, and him and Kenny Lofton laughed, and they walked in the dugout. Changed my life. <laughs> Changed my life to this day. I'm 47 years old, and I'm still talking about this. Oh my god. Yo, you know what? After that, I changed my opinion. <laughs> Kenny Lofton doesn't belong anywhere near the Hall of Fame. Kenny Lofton, yeah, Kenny Lofton, him and Jim Tomei laughing at six-year-old me. I'm like, yo, what? Wow, that is insane. That's good that rule. Like, like a good lesson to, that's a hard lesson, but a good lesson to learn as a little kid. That's true. It, yeah, it was. It was It was a very necessary one. Yeah, that's on. tough. Kelly grew up never being a, a fan of anyone else again. Dude. All the bad things they've done. Dude, he was elected to the Hall of Fame two years ago uh, this week. And um, I, my uncle brought me to the Baseball Hall of Fame so we could flip off his jersey. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. I have the picture evidence that I can tweet Nobody it holds a grudge quite like Steve Scott. 20-year <laughs> <laughs> <your> grudge. <laughs> Fuck you, Tomei. <laughs> All right. With that being said, he's on our team, so all right. I mean, you'll have to see your name every time you sign the paycheck. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Um, all right, so our first of two picks, uh, we are going to continue to add to our rotation, uh, and we are going to put David Cohn in there. He'll be our fourth uh, starter. As far as fourth starters go, Dave, that's a hell of a fourth starter. Yeah, I mean, David Cohn is... A great pitcher. Uh, he only had he had five All Star appearances in in the nineties. So 
about half the time he was an all-star. His ERA was was 3.2, just pretty much like Tom Glavin. Guy was a workhorse, again, over 2,000 innings pitched in the decade. So he threw an average of 200 innings a year, which uh, now is pretty much unheard of. Most guys barely go 180 at this point. Um, but he was he was a real innings eater. He didn't really give up a lot of home runs. Gave up less than 16 a year, which is pretty amazing the amount of innings he went. Um, so it, it's pretty easy to, to, to go with him. He averaged four complete games a year. I mean... Our, our our bullpen doesn't even need to show up to games. We could just have a closer and our starters. That's that's fair. That's fair, Dave. Uh, and then our second-rated first baseman is still on the board because we're the only team that's taken a first baseman. So we're just going to go ahead and take him and make him our DH, and that's Mo Vaughn. Whoa. So uh, top two first basemen on our board are off the board now. Mo Vaughn, Dave, I'll take him as DH. Not a bad choice. Yeah, I mean... If you want a if you want a home run guy, this is one of the guys you should take. From ninety five to ninety nine, he had thirty nine, forty four, thirty five, forty, and thirty three home runs. Uh, he's never going to be super uh, impressive in the field, obviously, but thankfully we have him as the DH. Doesn't matter. Uh, he, he won MVP in ninety five, and uh, he's just he's not, he's he's the masher we need in the lineup. He's going to compliment Mark McGuire real well. Absolutely. So we got David Cohn, Mo Vaughn, back to back. All right, that brings us back to small state big takes. Uh, and I'll, I'll start doing this for, for other teams. So you guys still need a first baseman, a shortstop, three starters, a reliever, and a manager. Okay. We're about to drop the anvil, Josh. You ready for this? Oh, yeah, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Lock it in. Lupinella. Yeah, Lupinella, please, on the, on the Mariners. Um. We're going to go with our first baseman now and say, yeah, boy, Jeff Bagwell. Ah, that guy. Good pick. Thank you. Our other DH I, choice. I, I mean, the Mo Vaughn slander for me is is pretty hard, but I can't believe you guys skipped on Bagwell and took Vaughn. Not as good a hitter. That's what we need him to do is hit. Mo Vaughn's a I, masher. Jeff Bagwell's not so as much of a masher. Jeff Bagwell absolutely Ooh, is a match. Not as much as Mo Vaughn, baby. Taking me Mo Vaughn. I don't know, man. Whoa, whoa. Like, that's a debate. That's 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 a good from that's a 90, debate. From 90, let's see. So Vaughn 94, 94 to 2003, which I know we're not talking about that. Sure so right. even 99, he had no less than 21. 21 was his worst season. And then the next worst season was 39 home runs. So in those 94 to 99 years, he went 39, 21, 31, 43, 34, 42 home runs. I'll still take Mo Vaughn over that. I don't know, man. Uh, that's okay, 90, though. I, I just, 90, I'm a Mo Vaughn slander guy. So. 95 to 99, Mo Vaughn hit 20 more home runs than Bagwell. Hmm. I mean, run, score. Radio silence, baby. Doubles, <laughs> RBIs. They're both they're Walks. both great hitters. They're they both are both great hitters. I'll say that much. They are both great hitters. I mean, I can't slander Mo Vaughn so much, but I, I just I don't know. I'm not a Mo Vaughn guy, and I I've said that on our podcast a bunch of times, so I stand by it. You guys have a whole. That's fair. I like Mo Vaughn, but I think I'd take Jeff Bagwell over him. Your whole right half of the did. infield is Houston Astros pre-cheating. True. <laughs> no, they were, they were cheating then. Don't worry. Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> Jeff Bagwell's on the roids. They were uh, still smashing the trash cans while Bagwell was up. That's how he got the 47 yeah. That's right. 
Dude, back in the Astrodome. One of the best dance to uh, mimic, though. Oh as a my kid. god! Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Him and Yukulis. Yes. Yeah, yes exactly. <laughs> and uh, who's um, Craig Council? Uh huh. And do you guys remember at all? Um, I can't remember. Was it Batista? Someone Batista. He literally batted facing the pitcher. Yeah. Open and the yeah. Oh, was it Fernando Tatis? No, no, Tony Tony ba- uh, Tony Bautista. Oh yeah. yes, great stance. Old time greens. <laughs> All right, WRU, you guys are back up. You guys need a first baseman, second baseman, catcher, three starters, and your manager. Uh, am I correct in saying that first baseman have been picked for every other team? That is correct. You guys do. Are the, you guys are the only ones who have not taken a first baseman, a second baseman, or a catcher. Okay. Derek Jeter so, plays all those positions. Catcher, you might as well wait until <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant because there is no one worth taking right now. <laughs> yeah, um, we were definitely considering Jeff Bagwell as well. Um, but yeah, Tom. Doug Mirabelli. Yeah, Mirabelli, yeah, with the no batting gloves. That's kind of out of bag. Come on, does he get on base? <laughs> can he throw to the Can he throw to the pitcher this time? No, or no. Um, after we trade him. <laughs> after we I trade him. him, I want him with the yips. I want <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. What does Team WRU have in store for us? Delaying uh, the inevitable, but uh, what, do you want to go with that second baseman, Tom, or do you want to go elsewhere? You can go with the second baseman here. I'm down. Um, yeah, well, we're going with this dude. Um, I mean, he's definitely a good player, um, but more so out of necessity just because there's not a lot of great options there otherwise. Um, we're going to add Jeff Kent to this team uh, and that's that. Um, it's very much needed on this team. Uh, four-time Silver Slugger, five-time All-Star. Crazy. I had no idea that Jeff Kent also won the MVP award as well. So that's wild. Um, he also has some versatility because he played a couple other positions besides um, second base, even though he was definitely known for being a second baseman. Um, and then he obviously played in that World Series with the Giants uh, when he let that get away. So made it pretty far. Maybe just like Ken Griffin, you can see the deal this time. It's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with everything Maxwell just said. I don't think there's really a ton to add. Career 290 average, 356 OBP. Uh, you know, of course, played through the height of the steroid era. So maybe those numbers aren't as uh, sexy as they, you know, maybe the numbers lie a little bit, I guess what I'm trying to say. But still, excellent uh, second baseman gives you a little bit of versatility. Um, so for this next pick, um, uh, in terms of thinking about who I want to manage, you know, our ideal ball club here, uh, a couple guys come to mind, uh, really for me, the two managers in the 1990s, uh, Bobby Cox and Joe Torrey. Um, the difference between the two of them is that one of them actually won the World Series uh, more often than not, and that's Joe Torrey. Um, I don't know why I've been put in a weird position of picking Yankee players tonight, um, <laughs> but hey, Joe Torrey wins. Um, I would have liked it for him to have made a couple appearances on Seinfeld in the 90s, really ham it up with George Costanza, but I'll settle for Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter, I guess. Uh, yeah, like Joe Torrey. I mean, the only thing I'm missing with Bobby Cox is I would like to see our manager get ejected um, at least a few more times, but I know Joe Torrey was pretty calm. Um, but I'll take it. The World Series are a good consolation. That's, that's Yeah, I like... I like wanted to. See, I did look up to see if like somehow Earl Weaver had snuck into like the year 1990 with like you know some sad you know San Diego Padres team, um, <laughs> but not the case. Solidly not a 1990s manager. 
So I have he would have been our first pick. <laughs> he would have been. Would have been first overall off the board. Uh, team Small State Big Takes, you guys still need a shortstop, three starters, a reliever, and your manager. All right. Uh, Josh? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Uh, we are going to be taking Trevor Hoffman. Okay. Great reliever. Um, Letting saves in 98 with 53. Was a Cy Young candidate uh, in three of those years in the 90s. Was a all-star. One, two, three. Uh, twice in the 90s. I mean, a lot of the stuff came in the 2000s as well. But, um, no, definitely a solid reliever off that list. Yeah. Yeah, he's – when you think of, like, the greatest – Believers of all time, you think of Mariano, of course, and then I think Hoffman's number two. So mm-hmm. I'll take, I'm happy to have Hoffman. Let's go. All right, cool. Trevor Hoffman off the board for small state big takes. Let me uh, update the ticker here with our, uh, our next pick. So, Dave, you want to give a little preamble to our next pick? Yeah. Uh, so. I think what we need to do is just take an outfielder at this point. And we have, obviously, a ton of options because outfield is one of those positions where you never truly run out of guys to pick. There's just It's such a deep position, no matter what the decade is. But 90s especially, you have Larry Walker, you have Kenny Lofton, as guys that are still there that we haven't really talked about. But we're going to go Albert Bell. Uh, Albert Bell was an all-star from 93 to 97. He had 50 home runs in 95 as a third uh, was third in the All Star voting, uh, three years in a row. He was, or uh, not All Star voting, MVP voting. Three years in a row, he's the top three MVP guy. So, Albert Bell is a master, and he's just going to lengthen the lineup that we have. He's he's a good player. All right, Albert Bell. Great right. pick, great pick. I want I I said that to Steve maybe in what the third round, Steve. Yeah, yeah. You can, you wanted him for a while. We were just kind of going back and forth with different guys, so I really appreciate that pick. I think he's actually a little too late, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think we all messed up taking him this late. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next one, I am going to surprise Dave because he gave me two options, and I'm going to pick one for us. I, I think I know who you're going to go with. I think you do too. But we're going to shore up our rotation, give our fifth starter, and if you're talking about a fifth starter, this is a hell of a guy because he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, we are going to go with Mike Messina. As our oh, oh no! As our fifth star. Oh, oh, shucks. Hey, Dave, tell us something about Mike Messina. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. Uh, Steve, Steve's trying not to swear this time. I'm trying. I already swore a couple times though. I feel like, dude. I feel like we're watching Looney Tunes. Shucks. Oh, biscuit. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> Dave, his fifth starters go. Mike Messina, pretty good. Yeah, Messina's. I mean, Messina's one of those guys that just. Really doesn't, I don't think, gets all the credit that he deserves. I mean, he's ne- he was never going to be the guy to me that was, like, the best pitcher in the league, but he's always going to be the durable guy, gave you a lot of innings, and would put the ball in play. Like, I think that's important. I think a lot of times pitchers try to eat around the edges and, and dance around the corners, and it doesn't always work out well, but you make one mistake and it's over. But Messina used the cutter and played to contact, and there's, the results are pretty good. His ERA was mostly in the low threes. Uh, for the whole decade, it was about 3.5. Um, so, I mean, for a fifth starter, that's those are great numbers. And, and if we can rely on the innings and not have to use our bullpen, which we still don't have. So, that's positive. Right. There's still some pretty good guys out there. But, uh, yeah, not, not Rivera or Hoffman, for sure. 
Uh, all right, so Team Small State Big Takes, you guys still need your shortstop, three starters, and your manager. All right, Josh. Should we go for our shortstop? Yeah, if you got a guy in mind, I am down. Um, I I do have a guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you said him earlier. I'm totally right. down with that. Okay, we're going to go with the shortstop, Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin, the Hall of Famer, the MVP in 96. Um, yeah, just all-around great player. Barry Larkin is a all-time great red Sure, Does anyone remember Who remembers Who replaced Barry Larkin on the Reds At shortstop No who, idea Who was it Brandon Jacobs Is it him He's no. the second baseman right Re- Yeah Brandon Phillips Oh Brandon Phillips Brandon Jacobs You got me there too I got it mixed up Felipe Lopez Oh my god Talk about a downgrade He's pretty good Yeah he's pretty good yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> not a Hall of Famer, but... No, yeah, yeah no. Uh, but Barry Larkin's a good pick. Good pick, especially for the, whatever that is, the 12th round. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right, uh, I didn't even put that one up. God damn it. All right. I'll, I'll put a ticker just as uh, Team RAU is deciding here. You guys are back up. You have back-to-back picks. What you guys still need is a first baseman, a catcher, and three starting pitchers. All right. So, uh, true to my Montreal Expos theme, uh, I'm going to take El Presidente, Dennis Martinez. Um, and so, Dennis Martinez, um, he's going to come close to winning a Cy Young twice in his career. Um, that kind of sucks that he didn't win one. But on the other hand, four-time All-Star in the 90s. Uh, 91 season really is his best one. 239 ERA, sent for a perfect game that year. Um, yeah, just real solid pitcher. Um, also, not for nothing, longevity breaks in in 76, plays until 98, uh, sticks around for a little while, um, and not something you see, see a ton anymore, unfortunately, but yeah, Banner Montreal Expo. Indeed. Yeah, and obviously, um, you always think about the hype surrounding him, um, with the El Presidente nickname. I think he's one of the more, uh, forgotten, really good pitchers in baseball, um, yeah, he's a small pitcher. Happy to have him on the team. Um, and he's definitely a good sort of middle rotation guy for, for us to have as well behind what we got Maddox and Clemens. I think it's great to have him as a number three. Yeah, I think his personality with Roger Clemens' personality is probably a really bad idea. But um, I think as the general manager, we're just going to keep the social distance from people from wanting to fight each other um, or, I don't know, do steroids and drink copious amounts of alcohol together. So that's the plan for that. Exactly. We'll make do. Um, and then for, for what? Are we going to ask about the reliever, Tom? You already yeah, asked reliever. Jeff Mariano. All right. So can we take another guy who is known as a closer but use the manager setup here? You don't need another reliever. You just need one. We only need one reliever mm-hmm. overall? Only one reliever, yeah. Oh, snap. Okay. Um, you got to so- get started to go the distance. This guy, I mean, he did technically start too, but like, he wasn't really a starter. He was more of a closer. But, uh, well, are we thinking of the, the Yankee then? Or, or the, the guy we were thinking of? Uh, we can go Yankee, unfortunately. All right. We're going to yeah. do it. All right. Tim Wakefield. Wow, what a pick. Wow. We talked, 
Yeah, we, we did. We were Wait. joking about Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, instead we're gonna go with David Cohn. We already took him. We did. Yes. <laughs> I did not have that on my <laughs> David Cohn was taken in the ninth round. He's our yeah. fourth starter. Yes. Yeah, we are behind in that one. Ah, that's that's. Tell that's you what, <laughs> tell you what, we're we're good guys. We'll give them to you, but you give us Griffey. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're we'll good. We'll trade guys. you to him guys, straight up, straight up, straight up for Greg Maddox. Straight up, straight up for Greg Maddox. But we're gonna need we're gonna need your next pick as well. Yes. <laughs> we're not the Red Sox trading Jeff Bagwell. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Red Sox knew what they were doing. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, the dude from KC, if you want to do that, Tom, I don't really know anything about him at all. I remember his name, but I don't know anything about him. You go with, uh, if you got another Dennis Martinez to pull out, I'm on that I did not have another. Um, yeah, this one's going to uh, break my soul a little bit. I mean, I'm looking at like either Andy Pettit or Kurt Schilling, uh, but I'm going to go with Andy Pettit. Yeah. Uh, I would think so. I think Andy Pettit just is. Straight up, a better pitcher in the 1990s. I mean, also, I mean, not for nothing synonymous with winning. I mean, when I think of Kurt Schilling in the Philadelphia Phillies of the 1990s, the first thing I think of is Terry Francona getting fired. It's that team under chief. So, yeah, it leads to 2004 in Boston, but in terms of the Phillies, Kurt Schilling, uh, not really a successful team, kind of middle of the basement um, in terms of the 90s. But Andy Pettit, yeah, I mean, Starts in the middle of the 90s, breaks in in 95. Real rookie of the year candidate that year, throwing 175 innings. 4170 RA, nothing to write home about, but quickly figures things out. All-star in the 96 season. Uh, he's going to be an all-star again in the 2000s. Kind of bounces around, you know, borderline Cy Young candidate a couple times. 96, 97, uh, again in 2000, just outside of our uh, parameters here. Uh, but a real solid pitcher. Uh, on a team that won a hell of a lot of games, right? He's in double-digit wins uh, really until he leaves New York in 2004 to go to Houston. So, yeah, uh, real good pitcher, real good guy to have um, in the fourth spot of your rotation. Oh, yeah. And especially when I think of just solid left-handed pitchers, Andy Pettit yeah. is absolutely one of the first that comes to mind. Um, not only just the fact that he was a really good pitcher, um, but also, again, the fact that he did it for so long. Um, and obviously you had plenty of guys who were ahead of him. Um, like Randy Johnson, who was what, like the third pick or something in this. Um, but you don't necessarily think about Andy Pettit in that upper echelon, but like you were saying, Tom, with him being such a winner, he's still in that conversation. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, a really good Jamie Collins pick again. And he does other stuff, right? He's going to pick you off at first base. I mean, not that we're really drafting teams to, you know, execute bunts and things like that, but hey, that matters. Guys are going to get on base in the 1990s. You'd like to have somebody you can pick them off. Exactly. It happens. Sure does. Andy Pettit, Definitely. good at that. Uh, team Small State, big takes. You guys still need three pitchers and a manager. All right. We're going to do this, Josh. Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'm going to say uh, I thought Brandon was going to take a minute ago and I was getting scared. Uh, Kevin Apier. Okay. <clears throat> uh, the guy was just solid as a rock. And you know what? I haven't thought about him in a very long time. This is the first time I thought about Kevin Apier in a very long time. But I remember him very well. I was looking at like the Google, Im- Google images of him like, oh, that guy. Yeah. 
and I, his prime was in uh, the 90s. Guy was throwing a tons of innings, uh, led the league in ERA in 93, uh, with, and he also had 18 wins that year, came in third in the Cy Young. Uh, otherwise, not many accolades really, uh, but he had the ERA title. He won the 2002 World Series with the Angels, and that's how I remember him actually. So, yeah, hmm. shout out Kevin Apier. Royals never get any love anyway. None. Especially not in the 90s. Did they right. deserve it, bro? Yeah. <clears throat> no. <Not> much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair assessment, Dave. That's a fair assessment. All right. No. Uh, so, 100% right, Dave. <laughs> so we have, uh, we have back-to-back picks here. We are going to shore up our outfield, and we are going to start with Mr. Larry Walker. Yeah, he's on the board. Yeah. Uh, also, Ford? another guy is trying to bait Steve into picking. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a first a base player. Yeah. When I said, uh, "Oh, he's a first base guy too," so I was like, "Oh, one of those guys that can do both." <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can do both. Very versatile. Our team is very versatile, and we got we got people that want to play. Uh, but but his whole career in the '90s was awesome. I mean, he three thirteen. He actually hit three seventy nine. Is hit the last year of the '90s. Um, which is insane. That's and three sixty three and three sixty six the two years prior to that. So his last three years in the nineties were scorching hot. Uh he had forty nine home runs one of those years. I mean this guy was just you guys said he plays first too. He just it was just a really good decade for him. And the fact that he's still on the board at this at this stage is a steal. Hell yeah, Dave. And we were gonna shore up uh get get our outfield complete with Mr. Kirby Puckett. Great pick. Dude, I love I love Kirby Puckett. I know he only played five years in the '90s, and it was towards the back end of his career. But he was an All Star every time. He finished uh, in the top four of the MVP voting three times, once, and top seven twice. He's been, a, you know, he's also got some MVP MVP votes another year. He was a Silver Slugger one year. He had almost 300 every year. He's a Gold Glove caliber outfielder. Uh, just an awesome player. I loved watching this guy's highlights. Obviously, because I was only two years old when he retired, but uh, he was just, he's, the highlights of him playing, it, it's awesome. Him and Tony Gwynn are two of my favorite underrated guys that no one really talks about. I mean, they're both just, were so damn good, and people just kind of gloss over them all the time. All right. Great we are, pick. We are back. Team Small State Big Takes. You guys need two starters and a manager. Okay. Josh, saw you, man. You want to take the other pitcher? Uh, Yeah. I know you don't want to. I don't, but you can do it, bro. I trust you. Uh, you know, Kurt Schilling's name was brought up a couple picks ago. <laughs> um, that team was awful. Uh, I think that Kurt Schilling is a great pick here just because it's kind of like it was a no-support situation too. Uh, Kurt Schilling had a very decent ERA through the 90s, threes, you know, I mean, and yeah, the wins and losses weren't there. They were kind of even, actually, at high 90s apiece. But, you know, it just goes along with the team that he was on. And I think he bloomed into something great uh, a little bit later, but could have been something more if he was on a winning team to start with. You know, if he was on a different different platform. So I, I love the Curtis Schilling pick here. Uh, I just think it will, he just didn't get any support. There was no nothing good going on in Philly then. Mm. Yep. We're out for that matter. Yeah, true. 
<laughs> overrated, baby. Those Phillies, overrated. Um, I can see it. Uh, team WRIU, you guys are up next. You have back-to-back picks. You still need a first baseman, a catcher, and your last starter. Awesome. So uh, I'm going to address our first baseman situation uh, by drafting a man who told Congress that he never used steroids. Uh, when in fact, he absolutely used steroids. Uh, Raphael Palmetto. Um, <laughs> you can hold your nose and kind of, I mean, that's, I picture him in like, that picture him like wagging his finger at uh, like a congressional uh, whatever uh, hearing. Uh, but yeah, Palmetto, if you can hold your nose a little bit, Great ball player, um, especially in the 1990s. Um, he's going to kind of bounce around, be on the edge of the MVP conversation, uh, really for a while, 93, 94, 95, 96. He's getting MVP votes. Um, he's going to win a couple of gold gloves there at the end of the 90s, and I know gold gloves are a little made up, um, but I, I think it does speak to the fact that he is a solid defensive uh, first baseman, and that's going to make up for it when his average begins to dip towards the end of his career, but... Yeah, 20-year career, unfortunately, it kind of ends in a ball of flames for him. Um, one kind of cool thing about him is that he still could start out playing baseball. Uh, he plays uh, independent ball with his son up in Chicago for one of the weird, like, indie teams that's out in the burbs. Um, and really, that team's, like, only draws that they have a catch-up and a mustard mascot that go out and fight each other during the game. Uh, but he still plays ball. And, uh, yeah, I just find that kind of cool. I love guys like that. Guys like him, Bill Lee, that are just still playing baseball, even though their bodies uh, give up on them, like, 10, 15, 30 years ago. So, yeah. Now, Julio Franco status. Um, but also a couple of other things that you won't see in the stat book. Um, you know, we got Jeff Kent. Um, partially for the mustache, same deal with Rafael Palmero. Our infield mustache level is just at a level, unfortunately. <laughs> um, outside of that, Rafael Palmero, that's just a cool baseball move. Um, I, I just think it just rolls off the tongue perfectly. When you think about a solid baseball player, you say Rafael Palmero. You know, that guy did steroids, but you know, he hit some home runs too. Um, so happy to have Rafael Palmero join the team. And it's another funny thing, I know um, we're kind of on the younger side of baseball fans from the 90s. Um, but same deal, the, the only thing I think of when I think of Rafael Palmero, or the first thing I should say, is him uh, <laughs> just completely bold-faced lying about his steroid use throughout his career. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's just our generation or if it's just for everybody, uh, but it's funny that you don't think about any of the things he did on the baseball field. Multi-time All-Star, multi-time Gold Glover. Um, yeah. We do have that like, at the forefront. I, I do not take steroids. Period. Yeah. Besides that, I picture the first game that he played at Camden Yards after that happened. Like, after it came out that he had, in fact, used steroids, and him with, like, the giant, goofy cotton balls in his ears, like, block out the horrendously loud feeling. Like, that sucks, dude. Like, you lied to me. <laughs> sucks. Sure does. My favorite, my favorite part though, he goes to the hearing. First of all, he's so arrogant, and he's just like, "I'm not here to talk about the past." It's like, "What do you mean? It's a, it's a hearing about the past. This isn't a future hearing. What are you? What are you like in the Matrix? This, this isn't a future hearing." Yeah, I think that's just you know textbook uh, of how you handle that situation. But then again, I know obviously steroids and whatnot, but I think I am more so on the sympathetic side towards these things not toward that situation in particular because that was hilarious he put himself in it um, but just in general in the 90s like it was a very accepted part of baseball 
and these dudes saved the game. Like, it's the reason that people were watching in the 90s. It was because Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire, and Barry Bonds were just crushing the ball out of the park because Roger Clemens was just throwing 100 mile per hour heat at things he didn't like and so on and so forth. Um, so it's a very part of baseball, but it's part of it. So I think, uh, yeah, that's why Rafael Palmero, uh, he, he's going to vindicate himself on this team, you know? Um, and then outside of that, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with with Tom, uh, if you want to catch her. Um, we're going to go with Sandy Alomar um, to be our catcher. Oh, uh, man, there's some grit right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, More like there's some spit right there. <laughs> Did I say grit? I meant spit. <laughs> You're thinking about, like, those dudes who are, like, the quintessential catcher in baseball. He's up there with dudes like Molina, um, at least in my opinion. Um, there's obviously other guys, too, guys like Posada. I'm just thinking of the guys who are, you know, they're getting dirty and beat up behind the plate. Maybe not the best hitters, um, but you know that all the time they're going to be uh, the captain on the field, the guy who's directing everything going on. Um, every team needs to do it like that. So, Sandy Alomar, um, welcome to the WRIU squad. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sandy Alomar, I mean, I think what's interesting about him, a very weird, uh, I mean, I love like weird seasons, very weird 1991 campaign. He's only going to play in 51 games, hit 217, but he's still an all star. Like, I don't know how that works, but like, sure. Uh, we'll take that. Um, he's going to win rookie of the year in 1990, which I really like. But, I mean, even as, uh, I mean, Maxwell kind of put out, like, you know, why you like him as a leader, why you like him as a defensive player, his offense was pretty substantial, right? He's going to hit up in the high 200s, low, uh, he's going to hit, yeah, high 200s, low 300s. Um, just a guy who's barely going to break 300 a couple times in his career. But solid offensive catcher on a team that really could mash. I mean, the Cleveland Indians uh, didn't have any trouble putting the ball in play over the fence, for that matter, in the 1990s. Uh, Sandy Alomar is a big part of that. Hell yeah. We are back to Team Small State Big Takes. You guys only need a starting pitcher and manager. All right, Josh. Josh and I have been talking about this for a couple minutes, and uh, Josh pulled this one out, and I was like, dude, let's do it, so... Dude, the the 25-year the man himself, um, I was thinking that maybe my kids would get to see this guy pitch. Um, Dude. From 1986 to 2012, we're going with Jamie Moyer. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey. And you know what? In, in that 25-year career, the 90s were definitely the best. I mean, solid. It's probably around like a 3-6 ERA during that time on average. That's not terrible for the teams that he was on. Baltimore was pretty good, like, during those times. And oh, I didn't even know he was on Boston for a year. That's pretty nuts. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't know. You just hear all the stories about Jamie Moyer and how efficient he was. And, you know, a lot of people learn from him. So it's kind of a best of both worlds situation with this guy. Yeah, Jamie Moyer, dude, the guy that lasted forever. I think the... The current Jamie Moyer right now is Oliver Perez, a guy that has nine lives. <laughs> Dude, he looks so old. I used to draft him on MLB The Show when he was like 24. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's that was back, like I said, when I put Ortiz, I cut. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta squeeze everyone in, I can. True. Poppy at catcher, I like it. Veritek in right field. The amount of pass balls in that game, though, not good. No bueno. <laughs> Just down the middle only. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. No change ups. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fastballs only. All right, Jamie Moyer. Rounded out that rotation. Let me write it down. That's here. a ballsy pick. I like that. Thank you. All right, Jamie Moyer. All right, cool. So we have to close out our roster with a reliever and a manager. And our top two relievers were gone, so we saved our reliever uh, till the end. And we're going to go with uh, a fan favorite around here. Let's go with Dennis Eckersley, baby. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Nice. And the best part is we have a guy that can call our games when he retires, too. So you guys are all in trouble now. Oh, man. Oh, Small State Big Takes has Moss John Smoltz. Oh. He's going to be talking about Moss all day. He's going to take everyone. Everyone's going to be going to bridge. Yeah. O'Brien is super boring, but I think uh, Eckersley. I mean, he's at least funny. I, I like Eckersley. I think he's a good job. It's entertaining. That's why you watch a broadcast, right? Like, you are watching the game, but you're also listening to the people commentating, right? That's a huge part of it. He's always got a funny story. I remember one time, too, I remember, I'll always remember this. I can't even remember what the year was, but there was a pitcher who gave up a huge home run, and you could see him swearing. And um, right on the broadcast, he's like, he said shit. That's what he said. And then he's like, I love actually. He's the best. And not to mention, he had a pretty good early run in the 90s. Yeah, he did. He did, he did, yeah. Uh, he, you know, three, ERA a little over three. He was kind of bouncing back and forth between reliever and starter for a while. Uh, at this point, he's a reliever. He had, I believe it was 51 saves in 92 as an all-star. 37 years old for Oakland. He pitched his last year for the Red Sox, actually. Wasn't very good at all um, in 98, but... Up until that point, he was very good. Um, just he's a very good he's a very good pitcher. He knows how to get guys out. He's not afraid to attack guys. Kind of closer we need. Yeah, no, for sure. He's I, I love Eckersley, and he's our he's our reliever. And then we got to close it out with our manager. And he may not have been a winner in the postseason, but he's one of the best managers of the decade. We're going with Bobby Cox as our manager. I, I was not going to be for a manager that doesn't get tossed every once in a while. So, Bobby Cox was our best option. I was going to take Joe Torrey, but he looks like he's always on Valium and he's sleeping. So, yeah. we went with Bobby Cox instead. Uh, and we were happy with Bobby Cox because, like Jake said, good manager, two-time World Series champ, one as a, one as a player, I believe. No. Um, I know one in 95. Um, but overall, you know, he led some really good Braves teams. I believe he still works for the Braves in the front office as, a, as like, an advisor. Um, but uh, just an overall, he's a good manager. I'm, I mean, you're, you're kind of picking through here and figuring out who you want to take, and there's some other options that probably aren't as appealing. Bruce Bochy, Dusty Baker, Bobby Cox is the best one left. Speaking of teams that need to take managers, we have a last pick for Small State Big Takes. You guys just need your manager. Hmm... It's all you, hmm, Steve. Josh. It's all, it's all me. you. It's all you, man. I don't mind any of the managers, honestly, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't mind them either. You know what? You know what, Josh? I, I think just for the sake of fun and happiness, I'm going to go ahead and say... Lupinella. Lupinella. Yeah! <laughs> I knew I'd be right eventually. Let's go. Lupinella. The, the, dude, I used to look forward to him getting ejected. Him and Milton Bradley were like the two guys I was just waiting to get ejected. And they, they, oh, it always never failed. <laughs> and for a minute there, 
do you, do you remember when Lou and Milton Bradley were both on the Cubs? Yeah, I love that. That was, that was like, an amazing time. There was a time. <laughs> Earl Weaver made it famous to kick dirt in the umpire, but Lou Pinella brought it back. Dude, he brought it back. He he would kick his his whole hat. He threw his hat and then kick it at him. You could see the veins popping out of his head when he was yelling. Dude, I missed that. Oh, Great. Did he like rip a base out a couple times? Oh, totally. All right, good. Straight out and throw it too. Classic Luke Canella. And if someone did that today, I would totally hate it. That's the funniest part about it. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> but Luke Pinella, like, I'm like, yeah, more of it. <laughs> Give us more loop and Ella throwing shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, small state big takes, and and, uh, and we we in small state big takes got the more irascible managers. Joe Torrey's a little calmer. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that'll help us. Maybe it'll hurt us. I think it's gonna help. We need some fire on this team. We need we need to get going. We need to see our manager out there fighting for us. Oh Joe, yeah, we Joe Torrey's gonna be just with his big low T, sitting on the bench, chilling out, not fighting for his guys. It's true. Uh, all right, so that brings us to the Mr. Irrelevant pick of the draft. You guys need a starting pitcher, Team WRIU. Who's closing it out for us? Ooh, so, Maxwell, do you, uh, do you like what I sent you just a moment ago? I do. Despite, despite um, the potential addition of another um, this classic MLB mustache to this team, I think that uh, we can forego that for this uh, one once-in-a-generation pitcher in particular. Um, so I, you can do the honors here. All right, so speaking of guys who are willing to go out and fight for their team, uh, we're going to take Nolan Ryan. Uh, and so Nolan Ryan's going to show up for four seasons in the 1990s. Wow. And <laughs> not at his peak at this point in his career, he can still throw you 170 innings, uh, which, I mean, today would be a remarkable side of durability. Uh, not so much in the early 90s. But, yeah, he's going to beat people up, and that's awesome. So Robin Ventura, look out. Uh, we just want a... Uh, yeah, there we go. Good, good. Thank you for the quotation, Morocco. Uh, but yeah, somebody go out there, beat the crap out of other players, uh, just be scary, um, and he's still pretty good. <laughs> like, um, at the end of the 90s, 90, in 1990, he's going to have an ERA, about three and a half. 91, he's going to be sub three. He's got a FIP, 2.75. I kept my sabermetrics out of this for the most part. But yeah, I mean, he's still getting MVP votes in 1990. Dude is an absolute cannon. And he's going to beat up Robin Ventura. And that's good enough for, you know, fifth spot in our rotation, I think. And speaking of that Robin Ventura fight, I looked it up just to confirm. It was in his last season, so that was in 1993. So Nolan Ryan, on our team, was that version of him who was beating up dudes like Robin Ventura. So imagine that guy is your number five. We got dudes like Dr. Clemens on this team as well. Obviously an absolute roid rage at all times. Um, <laughs> David Wells, uh, like I said, we would love to have that mustache on this roster. We got some good ones mm-hmm. on. Uh, but, yo, Nolan Ryan over David Wells, you know, especially considering his career and all the encompasses. I know Wells probably had the longer 90s career. Well, he definitely had the longer 90s career. Yeah. But um, I'm more than happy to take Nolan Ryan over there. So, our teams are set. Uh, so, I'm going to read them out now, just get them all, all down. Later this week when this episode's go up, I'm going to post a poll. And the winner of that poll, whichever team wins, will decide the next decade that we draft from. It'll okay. Be, it'll yeah. be, we're going to probably restrict it to the 70s, 80s, 2000s, and 2010s. Those will be your four <laughs> options. Whoever wins will get to choose the next one. Not the 30s? No, we're not going to do the 30s. We're not going to be drafting. <laughs> the 10s? No, no, no. <laughs> Do the 1880s. 
Yeah, 18, Can you backward baseball instead? Tom's gonna take old, old, uh, old Hoss Rathburn first <laughs> overall. Oh, yeah. First guy to drop a middle finger in a baseball card. Oh yeah, I'll take that guy. That's right. <laughs> all right, so let's start with our. I'm gonna eventually take Ty Cobb, and I'll just spike all your players, and you'll be out of players. <laughs> I'm taking George Sisler. George Sisler, number one overall. All right, so WRU, your team, Brandon and Tom. Your DH is Edgar Martinez. Your catcher is Sandy Alomar. Your first baseman's Rafael Palmero. Second baseman, Jeff Kent. Shortstop, Cal Ripken Jr. Third baseman, Chipper Jones. Your outfielders, Ken Griffey Jr., Ricky Henderson, Manny Ramirez. Starters, Greg Maddox, Roger Clemens, Dennis Martinez, Andy Pettit, and Nolan Ryan. Reliever, Mariana Rivera. And your manager is Joe Torrey. Team Small State Big Takes. Your team is D.H. Frank Thomas. Catcher, Mike Piazza. First baseman, Jeff Bagwell. Second baseman, Craig Biggio. Shortstop, Barry Larkin. Third baseman, Jim Tomei. Love it. <laughs> Very fair. Extremely fair. Your outfield is Barry Bonds, Tony Gwynn, and Sammy Sosa. Your starters are Pedro Martinez, John Smoltz, Kevin Apier, Kurt Schilling, and Jamie Moyer. Your relievers, Trevor Hoffman, and your manager is Lou Pinella. And team crossing state lines, me and Dave. Our DH is Mo Vaughn. Our catcher is Yvonne Rodriguez. Our first baseman is Mark McGuire. Our second baseman is Roberto Alomar. Shortstop, Alex Rodriguez. Third base, Wade Boggs. Outfield, Albert Bell, Kirby Puckett, and Larry Walker. Starters, Randy Johnson, Tom Glavin, Kevin Brown, David Cohn, and Mike Messina. Reliever, Dennis Eckersley. And our manager is Bobby Cox. So, like I said, I will post those teams in either graphics or lists beneath the poll when I post it on Thursday or probably yeah, probably late Thursday once the episode's up. I'll post those graphics with it. And like I said, the winning team will get to pick from the 70s, 80s, 2000s, and 2010s to determine the next decade we draft from. It's a tasty prize because there's a lot of good baseball players there. Uh, but with that being said, thank you first to our first overall pick team, Team WRU, Brandon Tom. Thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. And we will see you on Jeopardy tomorrow, even though tomorrow is technically Wednesday, but the people listening to this podcast, it will be in the past. We get the idea. Uh, Team Small State Big Takes, also see you guys tomorrow. Josh, Steve, thank you for coming on. No problem, man. It was fun. I don't know why I didn't start with this. I should have asked this before. Uh, Brandon, Tom, where can we find you guys? BMX 15. Yeah, at Tom Porter 94. Mostly need screaming into the void, so welcome to the void. That's everybody these days. Uh, Josh, Steve, where can we find you guys? Find me at Stephen O. Scott and at Small State Takes, baby. Yeah, uh, I'm at Josh E. Pods. It's J O S H I E, not Y. Some people asked me about that, actually. Um, so it's at Josh E. Pods and obviously small at Small State Takes. Uh, and I know, Steve and Josh, you guys want to plug your Twitches? Dude, hell yeah. Dude, my Twitter, my, my, sorry, my Twitch is uh, twitch.tv slash drblaq, Dr. Black. <laughs> uh, and I am uh, the Egg Emperor, uh, <laughs> und- underscores, underscores between those. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah. Dave, Dave, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at David underscore Albiani if you want pointless rambling and nonsense. Of course, Love it. That's, that's why I go to Twitter for anyway. Uh, you can find me at Jacob underscore Morocco, the podcast, at CSL Podcast. We're distributed by Anchor. You can find us on Apple and Spotify. And uh, be on the lookout for this poll uh, later on. I guess if you're listening to this on Thursday, later on today, if you're listening to this over the weekend, go find that poll and go find those graphics and go vote because the winner gets a very nice prize. So uh, we will, we'll see you uh, We'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>